I bind you, Nancy, from doing harm to others and yourself. And I'm like, damn, someone needs to fucking bind me because Lord knows I am a menace to myself. Good afternoon, Toronto. Hey. <laughs> What's up, New York? How you doing? Wow, I can't believe it's already October 12th, which means the week, fucking Christ, the month is almost over. Yeah. I can't <sighs> believe we're this far into Spooktober. It's crazy. It feels like it just started. Feels like only yesterday I put out um, all the decorations that I could possibly yeah. scratch up. <laughs> And just streamline buying gourds nonstop. Mm. I was thinking the other day about how at work we like put up a ton of Halloween decorations, mm-hmm. like made it super spooky, super festive. And now we're like shut down for the next month. Oh no. And we won't reopen until after Halloween. So we got a solid like five days out of those decorations. Wow, that fucking sucks. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen, like, some cute brownstones with, like, decorations and stuff. Mm-hmm. I remember the other year, our downstairs neighbors made, like, carved jack-o'-lanterns. And oh. they were cute until they started rotting. Yeah, that's not so cute. Yeah. One of my gourds is starting to mold, so yeah. she's got to go. But the other two are going strong. Oh, good, good. I've thrown out a couple so far, too. I found out that there are, like, shellacked gourds that are specifically for decorative purposes. Oh. And there are just, like, gourds that are, like, here, you can use them, but they're going to, like, break down. Yeah. Probably smart to invest. It's good to invest in a shellacked gourd. I'm thinking long-term. Long-term gourd. I bought a pumpkin sage candle the other day. Mm. It was a great time for me personally. Yeah, I love that. Um, Do you have any exciting plans for this upcoming week, Christina? Um, Other than being, you know, freshly unemployed because Christ. Toronto just went back, back to phase two. Yeah, I'm supposed to go on a date this week. spooky (laughs) spooky that's the probably the scariest thing that you could have said i am extremely frightened um (laughs) i haven't been on a date in like a very long time obviously Mm -hmm. so what's he like so far he seems very nice um he's an artiste he's a painter okay i'm not gonna dox him on the pod (laughs) but he's yeah he seems like a nice dude so we'll see yeah that's that's my personal life we'll see how it goes in my personal life mm-hmm. phil and i went apple picking the other day we went to an orchard Ooh. and i was like oh we, we actually baked a pie it's like pretty pretty fun time but mm-hmm. towards the beginning of being there i was like i'm gonna take a really fun picture there was a low mm-hmm. tree i was like i'm just gonna like pop up into the tree really quick and get a cute little photo nice. and i like try to like nudge myself like onto the tree i thought if i stood on my like tiptoes i could get on there mm-hmm. I was like, oh, no, I need to, like, a little lift. I'll just, like, do a little jump (laughs) onto the branch. And I fucking jump. I jump, Christina, holding onto this branch. And I fucking clear the branch and land on the fucking ground. (laughs) There's a scratch on my back. I, like, showed. Phil, like, helped me up. And he, like, looked. And there was, like... A little blood, nothing insane, but... Oh, my God. I was like, ow. 
I mean, I thought you were going to say that you ripped your pants, like, no. jumping onto this tree. Not that you were an Olympic gymnast. Yeah. I was like, I have to clear the bar. This is the moment I've been Uh-oh. training for. It really is spooky season out here. Jesus Christ. Yeah, that tree's haunted mm. now with the uh, ghost of my dignity. <laughs> yeah, there you go. All right. So on that note, shall we jump into our reviews that we get to talk about today? Yeah, I'm very excited. I feel so honored and pleasure that people reviewed Mm -hmm. us. The first um, montage pick is going to be for Naomi, a listener from Australia, Mm -hmm. from Down Under. I don't know if that actually, if Down Under means all of Australia or if that's just one part of it. Thank you for making yourself known. And your montage pick is Man Eater by Nelly Furtado. Heather mm-hmm. on the cheerleading team, cheering away, looking yeah. hot. John playing basketball with the team. The plan is in motion, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. John Tucker must die. Yeah, but just put your face over Heather's face in yeah, your mind. Precisely. Thank you so much for the review, Naomi. We really appreciate it, and we're glad you're enjoying the show. Yes. Next up, we have a review from Ash. A wonderful good friend of mine, loyal listener of the pod, all the way in BC. Thank you so much. Uh, For Ash, I knew I had to go with Paramore. Oh, cool. Because I don't know a single person that is a bigger Paramore fan than Ash. And in 2000s fashion, it has to be Misery Business. Amazing. It just it has to be. Yeah. Amazing. Is Ash yeah. your old coworker? She has like orange hair. Yes. Very yes, Haley Williams. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. So yeah, I hope you jam out to Misery Business today, Ash. And uh, yeah, thank you so much for the reviews, you guys. Yes. If you want a shout out in our next episode, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. DM us to let us know so we can check it out. And we will pick a song to play in the 2000s movie montage of your life. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. This week we have a movie that I really enjoyed. I hope to enjoy all movies that we watch for this pod. That's not always the case. Yeah. But this movie in particular, I just wanted to keep watching it. Like, I didn't even want to take notes on it because I didn't want to do anything other than enjoy myself. Yeah. I really liked it. This was actually the first movie that we've done that neither of us had seen before. Oh, yeah. I guess so. Yeah. We picked it because it's like a cult classic. Mm I had always wanted to watch it and never seen it. So it seemed like the perfect opportunity for Spooktober. Yeah. So this week we are doing The Craft. We have some Ski Ulrich, Neve mm-hmm. Campbell, mm-hmm. Brecken Meyer. I mm-hmm. just love him as the like little stoner oh, yeah. piece of shit. <laughs> yes. I realized that I've seen a lot of um, like gifts and stuff for this movie on Pinterest mm-hmm. and yeah. on Instagram. Like the, we are the weirdos, mister. Totally. I feel like this was really big on like aesthetic Tumblr. Oh, yeah. Lots of uh, photo sets and GIFs and whatnot. Mm -hmm. We also have like scream stars going on here. Mm -hmm. I'm like, yes, horror movies. Amazing. You're doing amazing, sweetie. Yeah. I didn't realize that Skeet Ulrich was in this movie. And then when he came on screen, I was like, it's F.P. Jones from Riverdale. (laughs) Oh, my God. Because I fucking love FP on Riverdale. I mean, I haven't watched Riverdale in, like, probably a year at this point. But when I did watch it, mm-hmm. I was a big fan. So it was very thrilling to see him so young. But I do think yeah. I prefer him older. Yeah, you told me that. I was like, I think he's, like, such... He has this look about him where he's, like, this, like, aloof little, like, hottie, 
boy. Like, he's not a super pretty boy. Yes. He seems more, like, edgy. Like, he got addicted to cigarettes when he went to college. (laughs) 100%. Yeah, it was interesting to see him so young. And I guess, yeah, like, him and Neve Campbell were both in Scream together. Mm -hmm. So this is, like, peak 90s. Yeah. There's a lot of magic in this movie, but not the, Mm -hmm. like, Disney Channel watered Mm -hmm. down witch stuff. This shit was, like, very serious. They had um, a Wiccan, like a person who was like Wiccan, who was their authority on set so that Mm. they could have like authentic, you know, encampments, enchantments, spells, all of the above. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you can really tell in the movie, it sounds like they're conjuring something and like the spells just sound very real and not fake, (laughs) like not made up. Yeah. Definitely. Like in Halloween Town when they're like, gobbledy boobledy. Gobbledy Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, like a lot of spooky stuff was actually happening on mm-hmm. set. Yeah. Things would mysteriously like disappear or like fall or like there would be like loud noises whenever they were like chanting or doing spells. Coincidence. I think not. Exactly. Yeah. The actress that plays Nancy, oh, what's her name? It's escaping me. Feruza Balk. Yes, she was super into like witchcraft even before this movie. Mm-hmm. And she actually ended up buying like a witchcraft store. I don't know if that's what it's called, but yeah. like the one in the movie, she bought one and like ran it for a few years, which is pretty cool. Yeah. One of the things I was reading about was like there's a scene on the beach and they're trying to connect with this like being called Menon in the movie. Mm-hmm. But the authority on set was like, there's actually a god of the sea who has a similar name. And when they did the mm-hmm. scene, like this like thunderous like storm started to come in. And she was like, oh my god. It's because. Yeah. Damn. I love shit like this. Yeah, I think that witch stuff is so cool, but I'm so scared of it. Yeah. Because it just seems too powerful. It does seem quite powerful. Yeah. Definitely um, something my mom would have been like, you can absolutely not indulge in this in any fashion. Yeah, same. It'd be cool to have powers. It would be. Everyone knew someone in high school, I feel like, who was like, I'm a witch. I cast spells. I knew some people like that, at least. Mm, yeah, I don't know if I did. Okay, <laughs> yeah. I was like, you're a little odd. Yeah. Yeah, it was just like, it was funny. I don't say anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't want to yeah. put these don't, people on don't blast. Get, yeah. Don't want to get hexed, so. For real. Oh my god. Yeah, let's let's do it. Let's head into it. So, opening of the movie, a ritual is happening. There's a pentagram. There's lit candles. There's herbs. Three women are chanting. This is the hour. Now is the time. Ours is the power. Oh my god, what if I just like cast a spell by saying that? (laughs) Oh my god, I feel like we're in pen 15 right now. I feel like, like I'm 12 oh years old. We're, yeah, literally, we're like, yeah. we have like like a crystal that we got from like a scholastic book fair. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> I picked up a crystal from Barnes & Noble and now yeah. I think I'm a witch. I felt like the power when I held it in my hands. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, we see these three women, they're chanting. This was the beginning of the movie and the first note that I took was, I'm already hooked. I'm intrigued. I'm locked in. Yeah. So then the image like explodes 
And then we hear some rock music, some mm-hmm. like peak mid nineties grunge angst, and we see some clouds floating by. Turns out some people are on a plane who we later find out is this girl named Sarah and her family, and they're moving from LA to San Francisco. So they get into a cab at the airport, and as the cab's going to their house, there's all this rain that's falling. She's staring out the window, very aloof, angsty teen Mm. shit, and she sees a snake. Yeah, it reminded me a lot of when I was in middle school, and I would just, like, look out the car window in the rain and be like, I'm in a movie, I'm in a music video, I am the main character. (laughs) Finally, they arrive at their new house, and they walk in. There's a ton of leaks in the roof. Sarah goes upstairs to her bedroom. She pulls out a framed picture of a woman from one of her boxes. You can tell that there's, like, an importance to this picture. We just don't know what it is yet. Mm -hmm. So at their new house, Sarah is looking through her stuff down in, like, the living room area when this creepy stranger man just, like, enters into the house holding a snake. Pretty wild. And he's like, I found this out back, like, super fucking crazy. Mm -hmm. She, of course, freaks out and calls for her dad. He runs downstairs and, like, scares the man away. And he's like, oh, my God, are you okay? And she's like, yeah, I'm fine. But the snake is still there and, like, tries crawling up the dad's pant leg. Bad omen. Nightmare fuel. The next day, Sarah's first day of school. Her dad's about to drop her off. And he's like, you know, you don't have to go. You don't even have your uniform yet. But she's like, I want to. And it's a traditional Catholic school. Everyone's staring at Sarah kind of like in a small, you know, when you go to a new school, no one knows you. And they're just like, who the fuck are you? Then we pan over to the hateful three. Yes. The witches. They're walking down the hall. We see, like, guys look at them and, like, joke about seeing the devil. Oh, yeah. Neve Campbell is playing this, like, oily-haired, virginal loser-type character. And I'm like, this is so dumb. Like, Neve Campbell's hot. Yeah, I don't know can we why stop always, pretending? Yeah, even <laughs> yeah. in Scream, it was just like this, like, she wasn't, like, necessarily a loser, but definitely this, like, meek little, like, ah. I was like... Like, what? no, Neve Campbell is, like, so hot. What are you guys, what's wrong with everybody in the 90s? Yeah. So then the three girls are, like, at the lockers. They're talking about casting the spell that needs four witches. Mm-hmm. And Bonnie, who is Neve Campbell, says that the almanac says, Today marks the arrival of something powerful, new wholeness, and balance. And they're like, oh, this could be our fourth. Like, we need a fourth to call all four corners. Mm -hmm. And Nancy's like, we don't need a fourth. Like, we're fine on our own. She, like, cracks a joke about one of the school, like, security guards walking through. And she's like, oh, maybe she's our fourth. And they all start laughing. And she's like, I love a woman in uniform. Nancy is, like, super sassy. Doesn't really give a fuck about anything. Literally. In French class. Their teacher speaking French and Brecken Meyer, peak pothead 90s man, is <laughs> making up like a fake answer because obviously his character is bad at school. Mm-hmm. He doesn't care. I love him. Anyways, <laughs> in the back, you can see Sarah looking over in her angsty fashion. The teacher keeps on talking and Sarah interjects with the right answer. She's like, whisper, whisper in French. And the teacher's like, excuse me? Ah, And Bonnie looks over after she says the answer. She sees Sarah balancing her pencil on the tip, just spinning it around. And Bonnie is like, yes, this bitch is definitely haunted. Yeah, I read that that was like they did a lot of practical 
effects because it's cheaper. Mm-hmm. And for this one, they just drilled a, like a pole, like a little metal stick through the pencil. And there is a poor PA just sitting under the desk, like just twirling it around, it around. <laughs> for minimum wage, probably. Poor PA. Just getting kicked by the actress under the I table. Know. So next up, they're in science class and Bonnie goes up to Rochelle and Nancy and is like, our fourth is here. It's that girl. She's totally a fucking witch. And then Sarah comes over to them and she's like, hey, I need to join a lab group. Can I join you guys? And Nancy just gives her like a death glare and says nothing. So, of course, uh, Sarah walks away. Yeah. Nancy's pretty raw to her. Mm-hmm. She's a very uh, guarded person, as we yeah. find out. At lunch, a guy named Chris sits down with Sarah and he apologizes to her about French class. And she calls him an asshole. And she's like, my guard is just up. So she tells him about the gals, you know, the hateful three. And he's like, stay away from them. Nancy is a slut. Bonnie has burn scars. And he's like, they're witches. Then he's like, what are you doing after school? She's like, uh, I don't know. Gotta go home or whatever. And he's like, well, I'm busy. But (laughs) you can watch me at football practice. Gag me. Hate that. I hate it. So then after school, an amazing cover of How Soon Is Now starts playing. I thought it was like the music throughout this movie is like really good. Mm -hmm. This was like a great moment. Sarah is passing by the field and she's watching Chris play football. And then the witches come up to her. Rochelle apologizes on Nancy's behalf for like her being rude in science class. They ask her to go to coffee and she's like, oh, like my dad is expecting me. And then they're like, oh, you're watching Chris play football. It is kind of like a shit thing to do just to be like, I'm going to watch this guy play football. Like Mm -hmm. that's so, why would you waste your time doing that? Yeah, literally. And then Nancy is like, you know, he comes on to anything with tits. And then Bonnie is like, except me. Sorry, Bonnie. Rough. Nancy then says that Chris spreads disease and she knows from experience. Mm. She then like heckles Chris as he's about to catch the ball and he misses the pass and falls. And then she tells Sarah that he's a jerk and insists that she goes with them. And Sarah's like, okay, where are we going? And they're like shopping with a five finger discount. Yeah, as they're walking to the store, Nancy notices some deep cuts on Sarah's wrists. They're scarred over, but they all look at them and Bonnie's like, she even did it the right way. And Nancy's like, punk rock. And I'm like, what? Oh my god. (laughs) This is all types of fucked up. Yeah. Someone help with the mental health. Someone help with the mental health. That's all. Yeah. You know what's not punk rock? Not taking care of your mental health. Yeah. It's very important. So they get to the store. It's like a creepy witchcraft store, spell books. There's candles. It's all very cool. Bonnie then tries to get Sarah to seal a book. Sarah's like, no, I'm not going to steal. Apparently, this book is for writing down like your spells and your mm-hmm. power thoughts in it. And you're not supposed to show it to anybody else except for maybe the other members of your coven. Mm-hmm. And Sarah's like, I already have a journal. So then she starts walking <laughs> towards the back of the store and she sees this curtain. So she like reaches to see what's behind it. And the lady, like the shop girl who runs the store, catches her and she's like, that's not for you. And then she looks at Sarah's hand and she's like, oh, that ring is beautiful. It was your mother's, right? 
And Sarah's like, yeah. How did you know that? So she's like, you're going to pay for that book, right? And she's like, of course. So they go to the till and she asks Sarah if she knows how to use any of the candles that they have in the store. And she's like, oh no, like I don't really know anything about this stuff. And she's like, oh, maybe you're a natural witch. And then gives her a manual called The Craft. Mm-hmm. All about how to use these magic candles. So the shopkeeper definitely can sense that there's something special about Sarah. Mm-hmm. And that she, like, has a glow about her, yes. which calls out to the supernatural, if you will. Mm-hmm. So back on the street after they go to the store, they're kind of walking around in a sketchier area when the same man who showed up at Sarah's house the first day they moved in, like, comes up to her again with a snake again. And he's like, I had a dream you were dead. I'm in touch with the man. And then Sarah jets away. She's running across the street. She bumps into a priest. He runs across the street after her and all the girls stare at him and he gets hit by a car, totally run over. Yeah. And Bonnie has to drag Sarah away. She's in total shock. They all dip the fuck out. Yeah. So the girls run through what I assume is like a park, some sort of yeah, area they, with trees. I think they go into like a woodsy area. There's a place like yeah. that with like shit, like furniture and shit um, in my yeah. town. And they like go to this abandoned couch. Bonnie is like super stoked. She's like, oh my God, we totally did it. Like we made that car hit him. Mm-hmm. We are fucking magic. And Nancy <laughs> is like, maybe, maybe not. We don't know that that's what it is. And they're like, well, Sarah, you were thinking it too, weren't you? And she's like, yeah, I was. So Bonnie is like, I told you guys she's our fourth. Together, we can all make things happen. You know, Sarah's kind of freaked out because they just, like, killed a man. Yeah. Yeah. They're all very, like, nonchalant about it. Nancy is like, you know what? It's not our fault. He was after you, Sarah. And then Rochelle is like, maybe he will listen now. And the he that they're talking about is Manon. He is everything. He is God. He's the devil. And Sarah doesn't really understand like what they're saying. And then Nancy uses an analogy. She's like, if God and the devil were playing football, Menon is the stadium. Yeah. So then Sarah talks a little bit about her natural witch powers, things that she's experienced in the past. Like sometimes she'll want it to rain and then a pipe will burst in her room and flood it. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes she'll like wish that it's quiet and then she won't be able to speak for three days or like all this crazy stuff. Yeah. So she has something going on with her. It's clear mm-hmm. that she really doesn't know how to use it. Yeah. Nancy is like, have you ever heard of invoking the spirit? It's when you call on Menon. Menon? Yeah. Menon? It sounds like French to me. <laughs> I know. It's weird because I feel like stuff like that's usually Latin. Yeah. And she said, if you take him into you... And he fills you. He makes everything better. Did you write this while this is sexual? (laughs) Yeah, it sounds very sexual. They, like, get very turned on by Menon. It's, like... Definitely Nancy. Yeah. 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 Nancy is really something. (laughs) She's so wild. It's just, like, there's one... I feel like there's, like, a huge difference between, like, Sarah, who's, like, I'm, you know, I'm curious. I want to learn. Da, da, da. And Nancy just being like, I need it. I need to de- to de- mm. have these powers to do this thing. And, like, you can tell it's, like, a little twisted from the beginning. Totally. So Sarah says nothing makes anything all better again and gets up and leaves because they're freaking her out. She's like, I got to get out. I need to go home. But does she go home? No. She goes to meet up with Chris. Ugh. 
So Chris and Sarah are like hanging out on this roof and he's like talking shit about the other three girls. He's like saying that one of them has like a giant head or something. Mm -hmm. And then he's like, oh, but I like your head. She's like, what? And he's like, yeah, it's good for kissing. And then leans in to kiss her and I'm gagging. High school boys suck. It's not good. Your lines are bad. Mm Mm-hmm. So then the two friends, I guess, that were just hanging out with them leave. And then Chris is like, come on, Sarah. Like, let's go back to my place. Like, my parents aren't home. Mm -hmm. So Sarah says, no, I have to go home and apologizes. And Chris is just kind of like, okay. She's like, are you mad at me? And he's (laughs) like, no. I fucking fucking hate hate him. Dumpster fire. What do we, what do we say? What do we say? What's the thing that you always say? Uh, Oh, electric chair. Electric chair. I yes. hate, hate. I hate him. When it got, when someone's like, you know what? Like, I, I'm actually not in the mood to have sex or like, oh, you know what? Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. And the guy's just like, okay. Okay. It's fine. Yeah, that that's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I fucking hate and that. And now you're, oh, are you upset because no one wants your ugly little penis? Yeah. Oh. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're fine and we're healthy. The next day at school, (laughs) the girls go up to her and ask her how her date with Chris was. And they're like, just so you know, Sarah, he told the whole school that you were the lousiest boy he's ever had. And Sarah is shocked because she is naive. And uh, Mm -hmm. she goes up to Chris and she's like, can we talk? And Mitt interjects. And he's like, ah, Chris is busy right now. Can I take a message? When Chris is right there at his locker. And Chris is like... I don't want to go out with you again. Please stop begging. It's pathetic. And walks away. And we're like, Nancy was right. You should have listened to Nancy. Gaslight City over here. Gaslight City. Exactly. So all of his asshole friends make fun of her. And Sarah doesn't know what to say. She's just like, hey, Chris, fuck you. And I'm like, no, girl, you have to say, hey, Chris, your dick is a shriveled up raisinette. Raisin I covered in chocolate and it's disgusting. You are disgusting. Yeah. You've disgusted me with your stupidity. Raisinette yeah, dick. you're a raisinette dick. <laughs> Gotta get creative with oh it. It's like yep. in I'm gonna make another pen fifteen reference when he's like, This is what you have to say to him. Hey pencil dick. You <laughs> like and he gives yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Great scene. Anyways. Jesus. Okay. So next we go to Rochelle. She's in what I assume is gym class. They're like at this pool. Mm-hmm. She's standing on top of the diving board. She's just like not moving. And like the girls at the bottom are like laughing at her. And they're like, what are you waiting for? She then jumps to dive. And then the popular girl, I think she yells like shark or something like that yeah. to like throw her off. And then she like belly flops into the water. Yikes. Then in the locker room, popular girl Laura is like brushing her hair, played by, by the way, the same girl that plays Marsha Brady. Yes, I saw that too. Yeah. I was like, holy shit. Yeah, I was like, Marsha? <laughs> Marsha, your nose is about to get broken. You don't even know that. Yeah, literally. Your hair is about to be cut in your sleep. Mm-hmm. So she's brushing her hair and she's like, oh my God, there's a pube in, in like my hairbrush. That's so disgusting. Oh, never mind. It's just one of Rochelle's nappy hairs. Yeah. At this point, I was like, let me at her. 
Let me get someone hold yeah. me back. Yeah, literally. She reminds me of the girls that I went to school with in middle school who always made fun of my curly hair. Ugh, I was like garbage. Very, very clear memories. Trash people. But what she says next is shocking. Oh, yeah. I like don't even want to say it. So like Rochelle confronts Laura and she's like, why are you so rude to me? Like, what is it? Mm-hmm. Like, what is your problem? And then Laura says, sorry, I don't like Negroids. I was like, what? Because there's so many other things that I could have been like, oh, you know, what we used to be close and then she became popular, da da da. Or like maybe she stole the guy, like all these like stupid cliches. But she's Mm -hmm. literally just like, oh, I don't like you because I'm racist. Because I'm a fucking piece of shit racist and I'm not sorry about it. She literally is like, sorry, and like laughs and walks away. I was like, oh my God. There's a lot of layers to unpack here. But I was like, yes. What are you going on about? It's the late 90s. Yeah. You just don't like black people. Usually you're like, oh, no, not for me. And I'm like, you live in L.A. Yeah. What? Do they live in L.A. or San Diego? They live in L.A. Okay. Yeah, because she moved from San Francisco to L.A. Word, 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 word. You're right. So the next thing we see is Bonnie in a hospital, and she's going to undergo this experimental gene therapy for her burn scars. And it looks basically like a sharp needle that just stabs her over and over again. And they're like, you cannot move while we do this procedure. And I'm like, bitch, you're a fucking sewing machine. This is the most advanced sewing machine technology. And it's supposed to pass as like gene therapy. Oh, it looks fucking atrocious. I'm like, sedate this girl. Yeah, give her some drugs. Because she's like screaming and like, she's like, ow, ow. And, like, starts screaming bloody murder. Yeah. It's fucking atrocious. So then back at Sarah's house, it's night, and she's having a dream. And in this, like, dream, she just sees images of her, like, cutting her wrists and drinking her own blood, like, out of a cup. It's very disturbing. Yeah, it's pretty raw. And that same night, Nancy is getting home. It's, like, pouring rain. She walks into her very small mobile home. Mm -hmm. The lights are out. Like, the power is out. There's water dripping everywhere. The mom is, like, drunk, and she's yelling at Nancy. She's like, I told you to pay the power bill. You're good for nothing. And then, like, the drunk boyfriend is like, the power is out because of the storm. And they're just, like, being huge messes yeah um nancy just goes to her room and lights a cigarette as rain just drops on her head through the leaking roof nancy does not have a good home life it's really really terrible i appreciate the scene though because after everything's set up with nancy and her personality i'm like okay i want to know why i want to know what's up yeah and this really like frames a picture Mm -hmm. so the next day in class nancy whispers to sarah she's like come with us. We're going on a road trip. They all hop on a bus with beautiful outfits. Oh like, my god, they look so cool. Nicely layered. Mm-hmm. Hair curated. Back. Yes. Yeah. Very curated styled outfits. And they have these gorgeous reflective sunglasses. They're like circular. And they get off the bus at their stop. The bus driver's like, you girls watch out for those weirdos. And she's like, we are the weirdos, mister. Classic. Mm-hmm. Classic. Mm-hmm. So the girls get to the woods and they sit in this circle and chant earth, air, fire, water over and over again. They then each hold a dagger up to each other's throats and say, it is better that you should rush upon this blade than enter the circle with fear in your heart. How do you enter? And then the person with the dagger at their throat mm-hmm. says, 
with perfect love and perfect trust. And then they kiss. And maybe it's just me. I was sensing some sexual tension between Nancy and Sarah because, like, they don't fully kiss on the lips. And I think it's because they'd be too powerful. Ooh. But that's just me. So then they each, like, prick their fingers. And then drink with that. a drop of blood into this wine goblet that they're going to oh, share. Oh, my lord. I get it. I get in it. this pandemic? I do, but absolutely yeah. Absolutely not. <laughs> Maybe it's the germaphobe in me, but I cannot drink someone else's blood. Even for... No. Even if I know you, I don't know. Do you remember um, when Angelina Jolie was dating Billy Bob Thornton? Vaguely, yeah. And she carried a vial of his blood <gasps> yes. as a necklace? Yes. That was crazy. A witch. A witch among us. Mm-hmm. So Rochelle, um, she goes first in this ritual. She asks for the ability to not hate anyone who hates her, including racists like Laura. Sarah asks to love herself more and allowing herself to be loved by others, especially Chris. And I'm like, why uh, is he even no. a part of this? But whatever. Whatever. Yeah. Bonnie asks for the power to be beautiful outside as well as in. And Nancy, dear Nancy, asks for all the power of Menon and chugs the chalice of blood yeah. and wine. And they're like, that's it? That's all you want? Just that? So after they finish the ritual, Rochelle notices a fuck ton of butterflies just flying down to them. And they're like landing on them. They're just fluttering around, not scared off at all. Mm. And Nancy's like, Menon is listening to us. Yeah, a little too closely, if you ask me. For sure. So the next day in class, Chris keeps like turning around to look at Sarah. And Bonnie and Sarah are like, oh my god, is he looking? Is he looking? Oh my god. And Bonnie's like, the spell is working. Mm -hmm. So they're walking to mass. And then Chris like comes up to them. And he like asks Sarah if she hates him. And she's like, no, why would I hate you? And he just starts like babbling on, like trying to explain himself. And she's like, oh, did you tell your friends? And he's like, tell them what? She's like, that you're a lying sack of shit. He's like, no, but I'll tell them tomorrow. I'll do anything you want. And then he asks to sit with them in mass, and she says yes. And then Sarah has him carry her and Bonnie's books. And Mitt is like, bruh, you're so whipped. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Everyone's laughing at him. But Chris can't help but do anything that Sarah tells him to. He is entranced. Sarah and Bonnie, like, cannot stop giggling. Nancy, meanwhile, is, like, sitting there, and she's a little bit salty that Sarah's spell is working. Yeah. Because hers isn't yet. This is, like, I feel like when the animosity starts brewing. Totally. Yes. So that night, the girls have a sleepover. Sarah's throwing popcorn into Bonnie's mouth, very chill. And she mentions Mm -hmm. playing light as a feather, stiff as a board. And Christina, can you please tell us (laughs) about your fifth grade experience with this game? Um, well, I never played, I never played this game, but a friend of mine had this book. It was called The Daring Book for Girls. Yes, I owned that book as well. <laughs> yeah. And in it, there was like the instructions on how to do Bloody Mary, where you like go in the mirror and you say Bloody Mary three times, oh, lights yeah. off, and then mm-hmm. she appears. Yeah. And so we were going to do it. We were super excited. And I made the mistake of telling my parents that we were going to do this. Big mistake. Yeah. Huge. <laughs> Huge. My parents were like, this is unchristian and did not let me do it. And the sleepover got canceled. So I never got to do Bloody Mary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was the closest I got to dabbling in witchcraft. I think we don't talk about how strict our Christian upbringings were on the pod enough. <laughs> 
Mine wasn't, like, super strict. My parents are definitely, like, religious. I'm, like, not at all. Mm -hmm. I would consider myself agnostic, but my parents are both Lutheran. Yeah. Yeah. So... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they do they do end up playing this game in the sleepover yes, despite yeah. its potentially um witchy undertones. Mm-hmm. And they decide to try it with Rochelle, so they begin to chant light as a feather, stiff as a board, and she rises inch by inch and the girls move their fingers back and they are shocked. Rochelle is floating with no help at all, and Nancy's mm-hmm. like, just keep concentrating. Then Bonnie's mom comes in with clean <laughs> towels and Rochelle crashes to the floor. And the mom's like, are you guys getting high? And literally, yes, but not in the way yeah. you think. Very punny. Next up, we have a little montage. We see some witchy readings. The girls are watching Bewitched. Mm-hmm. Sarah starts, like, dressing just like them. They look super cool. There's, like, a great shot of them, like, walking down, like, the hallway, just all, like, yeah. in black and white, looking dope. And then Sarah passes by Laura in the hallway and, like, rips out some of her hair. And Laura's like, watch where you're going, you stupid bitch. Damn. And Sarah's like, whatever, I got what I needed. Yeah, because that night, Sarah braids the hair into Rochelle's hair for a spell. And Rochelle asks about Sarah's framed photo. We find out it's Sarah's real mom who died during childbirth. Then mm-hmm. Bonnie asks Manon to take her scars away and Nancy is helping her with the spell. I don't know if she's like touching her back or something like that. Yeah. Bonnie is like entranced. She's like rocking back and forth almost just like chanting over and over. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you girls are conjuring something bad. Yeah. So then the next day at the swimming pool, Laura gets out of the pool and takes off her swim cap and then notices like chunks of her hair are falling out. And her scalp looks like fucking burnt. Yeah, it has like sores all over it. Mm -hmm. It, It's not good. And then Rochelle lands the perfect dive. Mm -hmm. And the gym teacher is like, well, I never. Yes. At the doctor's office, Bonnie is, um, you know, back on the hot seat. The doctor's checking her scars out. Literally has, like, a gauze pad, and she's yeah <laughs> pushing, like, the dead skin away. It just, like, peels off. Yeah. It legitimately looks like when you, like, put Elmer's glue on your hand, mm-hmm. and then it dries, and you peel it off. Like, it looks it like It looked that. like that. So it's immaculate. They're like, the procedure worked. The doctor's like... <laughs> I was bullshitting. Like, yeah. I cannot believe the that this actually The doctor's like, worked. this isn't real. I'm actually very worried. <laughs> yeah. So the next day in French class, Sarah and Rochelle are speculating about where Bonnie is. And then Bonnie storms into the class, like, tears off her jacket to reveal her, like, scar-free body. All the guys are like, hello. Hey, baby girl, how you doing? Yeah. Literally. Finally, they're letting Neve Campbell be as hot as she actually is. Amen. So Rochelle and Bonnie thank Sarah for making their spells happen. And they're like, this is all because of you. Nancy, meanwhile, is absolutely pissed. You know, she walks away and Rochelle's like, she's pissed because her spell isn't working. Sarah's like, what's her spell? And Rochelle says, absolutely scathing. I think she doesn't want to be white trash anymore. And I told her, you're white, honey. Just deal with it. And we're like, eee. 
Aye, aye, aye. Yeah. So then back at Nancy's house, she's in her room and trying to cast spells. Mm -hmm. Her deadbeat mom and, like, disgusting boyfriend are in the kitchen. Nancy comes out to, like, go to the fridge and she's wearing, like, like, a robe. Yeah, just a robe. Yeah. The boyfriend is like, oh, like, it's so sheer. I can basically see through it. And, like, puts his hand in her robe to, like, touch her. It's disgusting. She, like, pushes him away. Then the mom and, like, the deadbeat boyfriend get into an argument. And then he hits the mom. Mm-hmm. And, like, they get into a fight. Nancy yells, stop. And then all the lights go out. The stove catches fire. She, like, stares at the boyfriend and calls him a pig. And while she's looking at him, he gets a heart attack. Yeah. And I, I wrote, like, at the end of the scene, I wrote, I hope he dies. The next scene, he's dead. <laughs> Literally, it's Nancy yeah. and her mom. And we're like, thank God he passed away. Yeah. Apparently, he had a ton of assets. An amazing pension, $175,000. And mom is like, oh my God, what a dear, sweet man. (laughs) They scream in delight. So then the girls are walking up to Nancy's beautiful new apartment Mm -hmm. with this huge influx of cash they now have. They walk in. It's stunning. There's this like gorgeous very expensive couch. Yeah. There's a jukebox that's filled with exclusively Connie Francis because that was always the mom's dream. So then the girls go into Nancy's bedroom and Nancy like slams the door on her mom. <sighs> Poor woman. Yeah. Then Nancy's like, I have something to show you. It's called the glamour spell. Yes, the glamour. So they create a pentagram and recite the spell. Sarah puts her hands over her eyes and she removes them. She's like, do you see it? Like my eyes are green. And the girls are like, okay, sure. And so she's like, okay, let me show you something more impressive. And her hair turns platinum blonde. And Mm -hmm. she shakes it out to make it back to her normal brown hair. And Nancy's like, give me a smaller ass. Ha ha ha. We're like, little do you know. Yeah. You won't be saying that in 2020. Times have changed. So back at Sarah's house, Sarah's asleep when she hears Chris yelling her name she goes to her balcony and he's like standing out there and he's like, why didn't you pick up? I called you. And she's like, it is three in the morning, dude, get a grip. And then he asked her to move in with him. And I'm like, you're a teenager. Like, what are you talking about? You want her to move into your parents' house with you? And he's just like, I can't stop thinking about you. And I love you. Mm-hmm. And she's like, go home, Chris. And then goes back inside while he begs her to stay. And then Sarah's dad goes outside and, like, accosts him. The next day, they go back to the same magic shop as before. And Sarah asks for help to undo a love spell. And the lady's like, there is no undoing. You just have to let it run its course. So they ask about the curtain in the back. And they want to know what's behind there. They're like, is it black magic? What's going on? And the shopkeeper is like, true magic is neither black or white. It's both because nature is both. The only good or bad is in the heart of the witch. Life always gives a balance. Whatever you send out, you get back times three. Okay. Not one, not two, but three. Yep. She's kind of spitting some fire right now and hoping that they Mm -hmm. will listen to her because they've like dug a huge hole for themselves. Yeah. They've been making a lot of fast and loose moves. For sure. Nancy looks inside this book called The Invocation of the Spirit. And there's a picture of a beach with waves just coming to life, and she decides to buy the book. 
And the shop girl says invoking the spirit is dangerous. But Nancy doesn't give a fuck. She's like, give me the book. Let's get out of here. Yeah, she even pays for it, too. Mm-hmm. So now she's rich because she killed yes. a man. <laughs> yep. More of the story. <laughs> Kill a man. Kill a man. Get rich. Yep. So then the witches all go in through, like, this cave by the sea. They walk along the shore. Each girl is, like, holding an animal. So mm-hmm. Rochelle has a plastic bag with a clownfish in it. Bonnie has a butterfly. Sarah has a bird. And Nancy has a snake. And I read somewhere that, like, explained why all these animals were picked. I think it was, like, Bonnie has the butterfly because she wants to, like, shed her skin and, like, become beautiful. Yeah. Sarah has, like, a love bird. Obviously, she wants to be loved by Chris. Rochelle has the clownfish because of, like, all of her interactions with Laura at, like, the pool and, like... Getting made fun of. Yeah, getting fun of. And then Nancy has the snake because, um... Oh, God, what was it? She's fucked up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think it was something about, like, renewal and the omen of the snake. Yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. So they're at the beach. They have like a little bonfire going. And Sarah says that, you know, before she moved to LA, she had tried to kill herself. And she used to hallucinate that like snakes and bugs were like swarming all over her. And they like wouldn't go away Mm -hmm. even when she opened her eyes. Yes. Nancy says snakes are very powerful. And Sarah seems kind of suspicious of like this ritual that they're doing. But Nancy starts invoking the calls of the powers. They do north, south, east, and west. And as they're invoking the powers, all this lightning and thunder starts to roar above them. Nancy compels Manon to fill her, and lightning strikes her. Like, strikes her body. Yeah, fucking terrifying. So in the morning, they all wake up and, like, eventually make their way over to each other, and they look out into the ocean and see that Nancy is walking on water. Oh, no. Like, fucking crazy. Her eyes kind of look white there. Yeah. yeah. It's spooky. It's It's very very menacing. So she gets to the shore, and she says to the girl, she's like, did you feel that? He blessed me. Manon is with me. Then they hear sirens in the distance. So they go, like, past these rocks to, like, the other part of the beach, and they see just a ton of beach sharks, like, all lined up along the shore. The girls are, like, absolutely horrified, as am I. And then Nancy says that the animals are her gifts, and she goes over and is, like, caressing this dead shark Literally, on the shore. yeah. She's like, my gifts, my gifts. Yeah. Uh, it's so fucked up. And then she calls herself Manon's daughter. Yeah, it's very... They're in way too deep. Yes. The next day, Sarah is like, I think it's enough already. I'm humiliating Chris, but all I wanted was for him to like me. And she turns around there in Nancy's convertible. She turns around to Bonnie and is like, you used to be so nice, but now you're a narcissist. And Bonnie's like, I spent my whole life looking like a monster. I just want to enjoy myself now. And Nancy uses her powers to change the traffic lights as they're zooming down the road. Sarah says everything is out of balance with them, getting everything they want, and it will come back to them. Yeah, Nancy does not care. She just keeps changing the traffic lights and tells Sarah to stop trying to win, like, Bonnie and Rochelle over. Mm -hmm. And Sarah's like, I'm not trying to win them over. You're being paranoid. And then they start arguing. And Nancy's like, listen, are you in or are you out? And Sarah's like, no, I'm not out. I just 
want you to think. Yeah. It's like, this is going too far. So Nancy then changes another traffic light at the last minute, and then they almost get hit by like two other cars. It's super dangerous, but three of them are just fucking laughing. Yeah. Like, oh, ha ha, what a thrill. And Sarah is like freaked out. They have zero sense of consequence. Yeah. The next day in the locker room, Laura's hair just keeps falling out everywhere. She's like in the shower crying and looking pretty awful, freaking out. Rochelle starts to feel really bad. She like looks in the mirror, but instead of her reflection looking back at her, it's like looking the same direction that she's looking. Oh, hey. Yeah, it's spooky. Next, we see Sarah on the phone with Chris. He's, like, still obsessed with her and begs her to go to dinner with him. And she's finally like, okay, we'll go to dinner tomorrow night. On the road, Sarah tells Chris she was relieved to be friends with the girls. But Chris isn't even listening to her. He is just catering to whatever she has to say. So she's like, weren't we supposed to go to a restaurant or something? And he's like, no. So Sarah asks him if he ever wonders where, like, his sudden love for her came from. And he's like, no, I never do. He just knows that he really wants her. So then Chris tries to, like, rub her back. And she's like, no, but he's not listening. Mm -hmm. So she tries to leave and ends up, like, running out of the car. And then Chris, like, runs after her and tries to pin her down. He's, like, fucking crazy. It looks like he's about to kill her, honestly. Yeah. He's, like, enraged. Yeah. So then she manages to, like, kick him and, like, get out of his grasp and run away through the woods. He then, like, chases her, but she makes it to Rochelle's before he can find her. So Sarah tells the girls what happened, and she's, like, super shaken up. Nancy wants to get back at Chris. They think that he could be at Trey's party. And Sarah's like, no, I just want you to leave it alone. But Nancy won't listen because she never listens. Nancy then storms into the party. She does look super badass, I will say, even though she's extremely unhinged. Oh, very. Yeah. She runs into Chris, and he's like, oh, is Sarah with you? And Nancy's like, come with me and brings him upstairs to a bedroom. Chris is like really confused and drunkenly falls on the bed. Nancy then begins to straddle him and talk about like their old trysts. She starts like going down, like she starts going in for a Mm blowjob, but he says no and like pushes her off. But she like goes back and like is about to kiss him when he like shoves her off again. Nancy like falls on the floor and she starts like covering her ears and whimpering. She then does a glamour spell and like makes herself look like Sarah. Yes. Chris is shook as am I. Yes. She then like gets up and straddles him and she asks him to make love to her. So they start making out. It's insane because it's clear like. Everything that Nancy feels denied of, she feels Mm -hmm. that she deserves the right to. And in one regard, it's like you were fucked over so many times. I understand that you feel scorned. Mm -hmm. But she has like this, there's so much like anger in this girl. Yeah. She feels like rejected. She feels unloved. Mm -hmm. She's like, even at this most powerful state, even this like super power, superhuman realm, Mm -hmm. I cannot get this guy to fuck me. Yeah. And it destroys her inside. Oh, yeah. it's She's just been, like, a ticking time bomb. And, like, having all this power, it's just, like... Oh, yeah. It's a nuclear bomb now. So while this is happening, Rochelle, Bonnie, and Sarah pull up to the party. 
They go inside. Laura's wearing a wig now, and she says hi to Rochelle and kind of, like, pulls her away to talk to her. But then we, like, never... Yeah, we never see, see what happened. Yeah. She's like, I need to talk to you. And then we never see them talk or addressed ever again. Yeah. I feel like there's a deleted scene somewhere. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. It's weird. Weird cliffhanger. But we go upstairs. Nancy glamoured... Glamoured up as Sarah is making out with Chris when real Sarah walks in and sees Nancy and Chris and Nancy laughs and Chris freaks out. He's like, you're a witch. Nancy says Sarah's a witch too. And the spell is the only reason that he's in love with her. And Chris is in disbelief right now. Sarah's like, okay, you scared the shit out of him. Are you happy? Let's go. And Nancy's like, no, he's got to pay. So Chris is like, you're just jealous to Nancy. Oh. And this is the fucking straw that breaks the camel's back because she absolutely explodes. And she's like, you don't even exist to me. You are nothing. You are shit. She starts like levitating and like dragging her feet on the ground. It's super creepy. She then says that like the only way he knows how to treat women is like whores, but he's the whore. And it's time that that stops. And she's like fucking terrifying at this point chris says that he's sorry but nancy freaks out and causes the window behind him to bust open and chris flies out of it and hits the ground and dies he's dead it's over a couple days later or after some time passes sarah is crying in bed and she's telling her father that chris didn't deserve to die and he's like it wasn't your fault sweetie but sarah is really upset She cuts off Nancy's photo from a photo of them all together. And in the woods, she recites a binding spell to bind Nancy from doing harm to herself and others. Then that night, Sarah lies awake in bed and she has this nightmare of the girls flying in through her balcony doors and they scream in Sarah's face and just like spook her and freak her out. It definitely like made my heart jump when they bust through the window i was not prepared for it yeah so the next day at school everybody's like gossiping about sarah she runs into the bathroom stall to cry and then the lock like undoes itself and it's nancy bonnie and rochelle all standing there looking at her and they're like hey girl like we were looking for you and then they ask about like what did the police say to her like did they stop by her house Mm -hmm. They then ask why she wants to leave the circle. And she's like, I never said I wanted to leave the circle. And they were like, yeah, we know you were thinking it, though, because of the connection. And Sarah's like, oh, fuck me. Yeah. So she's like, I want to leave because of the people that we have killed. And Nancy is like, they deserved it. And Sarah's like, well, you know what? I'm out. And they're like, actually, we don't need a fourth anymore. And if you're leaving this circle, you should also probably leave the school and the city and the planet. And Nancy asks Sarah not to do any more spells on her. Sarah's like, I didn't. And Nancy's like, in the old days, if a witch betrayed her coven, they would kill her. And then they walk away and they say, sweet dreams, Sarah. Actually, how have you been sleeping? And it's, (laughs) yeah, Oh my god, Sarah's like about to get fucked. She's screwed. This is why you don't Mm -hmm. play with magic. Exactly. So Sarah then heads over to the magic shop. It's a Hail Mary. It's her last opportunity for a respite. Yeah. The storekeeper is like, what's wrong? Because Sarah's super freaked. 
and she explains that the girls are trying to use magic against her and that they've killed people and that they can read her mind as well. And the store owner tells her to come with her and brings her back behind the curtain. Mm-hmm. Apparently, it's a temple built on a place of power. And Sarah has a power in her more than any witch this store owner shopkeeper has ever known. She says she can defeat those who challenge her if she surrenders to the higher power, but Sarah is so afraid. She reassures her she doesn't have to take it to a dark place, but there's like this explosion that erupts in the store, and Sarah is scared shitless. She runs away. She passes through that area before where the guy approached her with the snake, and she is having a really bad time. Tensions are running high. So Sarah books it back to her house. When she gets home, nobody answers when she calls out. And then the phone rings and it's Nancy saying that her family thought that she ran back to San Francisco. So they flew out there to look for her Mm -hmm. and that there's been an accident. It's all over the news. So Sarah turns on the TV to see that their plane crashed and there Uh. are no survivors. Then Sarah's power goes out. She goes outside to see that there are fucking snakes everywhere. Like, Mm -hmm. I cannot stress enough how many snakes there are. It's horrifying. She then runs back inside. She sees that there's rats on the roof. Like, it's It's disgusting. disgusting. The windows are covered in snakes. So is the house. Oh, my God. I was like, like, I'm having a nightmare. I'm having a bad time. I'm unwell. Yeah. Yeah. It's not for me. Sarah is flipping out. She's like, please stop, stop. And she's sitting in the shower when Nancy opens the screen door and yells, gotcha. And she's like, if I were as pathetic as you, I would have killed myself ages ago. You should just get on with it. So she turns on the shower and runs away. And all the creepy crawlies and the snakes and the fucking spiders, they're all gone. It was all glamour. So Sarah walks back downstairs and she asks, where her father and Jenny, her stepmom, are. The girls are all standing in her living room, and Nancy said that she'll see them soon enough because she's going to kill herself tonight. And then the girls fucking start levitating and, Mm -hmm. like, rising up in the air. Nancy starts, like, berating Sarah. She starts to cry. And then they chant, now is the end. Let her go in peace. Now is the end. Let her go in peace. And I am freaking the fuck out. Yeah. Oh, my God. Nancy then says that, you know, she had every reason to kill herself because, after all, she did kill Chris and she killed her mom when she was born. Yeah. Fucking harsh. Jesus Christ. Rochelle then asks why Sarah isn't using magic on them right now. And Nancy is like, oh, it's because she's weak. She's a yeah. weak bitch. They just keep chanting, now is the end, to let her go in peace. And then they drop a fake suicide note and slice her wrists. And she's like, oh my god, it could all be a dream. It could all be real. We don't know. Sarah runs upstairs. She starts sobbing. She's on the floor. She sees the photo of her mother. Downstairs, Nancy yells at Rochelle to check on her. And the girls go, we don't want to do this. It's clear that Nancy is the ringleader. But the girls are just like little puppets. And, you know, they go along with whatever Nancy says. So they go upstairs to check on her. And Sarah tries to invoke Manon and make Bonnie and Rochelle see the power of three times three. So they look in the mirror when they get to the top floor. 
and Bonnie has scars all over, just worse than before. They're on her face, mm-hmm. too. And Rochelle sees herself balding and with, like, this scabby, awful yeah. head. Yeah, it's really, yeah. really bad. Mm-hmm. They get the picture and split. They're done. They're over. They leave the house. So Sarah then sees the framed photo of her mother come to life, and she hears her mother's voice in her head telling her to reach inside of herself. And then she gets more and more powerful. She keeps invoking Manon. Her balcony doors fly open. There's like lightning and thunder. Mm -hmm. The wounds on her wrist heals. Then Nancy starts slowly walking up the stairs. She goes to Sarah's room, but Sarah is nowhere to be found. Yes. Sarah is in the mirror. She grabs Nancy's shoulder and steps out. Sarah explains that Manon saved her and that Nancy abused what he gave her. And now she has to pay the price. So Nancy notices like these little roaches climbing out of her jacket and her fingers turning into these little serpenty snakes on her palms. And these bugs are just swarming her. Except it's all a glamour. And Sarah's like, you're pathetic. Nancy says she doesn't mean to be crazy. It all got out of hand and she apologizes. Sarah says, good. Then Nancy tries to leave, but Sarah binds her. Yeah, Nancy tells her to wait, but then Sarah's just like, I bind you, Nancy, from doing harm to others and yourself. And I'm like, damn, someone needs to fucking bind me because Lord knows (laughs) I'm a menace to myself. So Nancy then screams and pulls out a knife and, like, tackles Sarah. They fly against this wall. Nancy keeps trying to, like, stab Sarah, and she's screaming that she's going to kill her. Like, books are flying everywhere. The wind is blowing. It's super Mm -hmm. chaotic. Then this dresser, like, flies towards them. Nancy moves at the last second, and it hits Sarah. So Nancy then goes to the dresser to see where Sarah is. Everything's kind of calmed down at this point, but Sarah is gone. Only her clothes in the shape of her body remain. And she's like holding out the blade being like, where are you? She's like about to stab like this general area where she thinks Sarah is. This general area, yeah. Yeah. When Sarah like appears like back into her clothes and then kicks Nancy and she flies down the hallway, crashes into the mirror and it shatters. And then Sarah finishes her bind. Mm -hmm. I bind you, Nancy, from doing harm to others and yourself. Oof intense fucking witch Mm. fight scene i think that scene at the end is so it like makes you hold your breath and you're like watching i can't imagine having um an apartment all to myself like living alone and watching this i Mm. would be so freaked out i remember catching like a bit of it on abc family when i was younger and seeing like all (laughs) the bugs and serpents like i remember watching that scene and i was like oof yeah, and it was like mo it was all like real bugs and snakes. They like close they like sealed off the set and bred a ton of cockroaches in there so that they like Mm-mm. couldn't escape. But Mm-mm-mm. I'm like that you could not pay me enough. I hope that they got paid well. Yeah. Like I know this is like the shit you have to do, but I I don't want that. I don't want cockroaches on me if I can help it. I I I I feel like there's just this creepy crawly feeling that you can feel even after a bug has stopped crawling on you. Yeah. Where you're like, is it a hair? Is it a bug? Yeah. Is it a ghost? Is it a hand? Is it an apparition? Mm. I don't know. Yeah. Aftermath. So <laughs> this whole thing happens. It's um, however long later, you know, time has passed. And Sarah is in the driveway. She's looking in her dad's trunk. It looks like maybe they just got back from the grocery store or something. When Bonnie and Rochelle walk up the driveway and apologize 
for trying to kill her. You don't Sorry even about that. Yeah, at least bring up up high when you're apologizing yeah. for almost murdering someone. Mm-hmm. And they say that the plane crash was a glamour. Sarah turns to leave. She doesn't want to deal with these assholes. And the Mm -hmm. girls say they don't have powers anymore. And they're like, if you ever want to hang or maybe chat, like, just let us know. And Sarah tells them to hold their breath until she calls. So they walk away and they're so snarky. They're like, she probably doesn't even have powers anymore. So Sarah whips up a thunderstorm and she makes this gigantic branch fall off the tree. It lands right in front of Bonnie and Rochelle. And she tells them to be careful. Or they'll end up like Nancy. Nancy is strapped to a bed in a mental institution. She's like freaking out. She's like, I can fly. Like I have powers. Nobody's listening to me. The nurse comes in and like gives her a sedative. Nancy's just going on about how she has all the power in the world. And we just get this like close up shot of her face with like all these like Mm -hmm. scratches on it. And she's like out of her mind out of it yeah there's no returning yeah and that's the last shot of the movie wow and then we go into this like cw sounding like credit music <laughs> that threw me so much because i was so shook by this movie yeah but, yeah i really appreciate that this movie has like a teen centered yeah um plot like there isn't a lot of outside factors driving what's going on it's really like Mm -hmm. in the world of these teenagers who go to the school totally you know the party the like gym class and all that sort of stuff which makes me it is different from scream but like I really like when the plot stays, like, quite insular. Yeah. I didn't feel like, to me, that there were useless moments or useless characters. Totally. For sure. I think that this movie is, like, very subversive, especially for, like, teen comedies at the time. One thing I really... That struck me was that, like, Sarah, she's, like, the new girl that comes to town. But they didn't just make her, like, a wallflower or, like... They didn't make her, like, super taken aback by, like, the witchcraft. Like, she accepts it all pretty quickly. And mm-hmm. she's just kind of like, yeah, like, I, I actually do have powers. Um, So we, like, don't waste time with the whole, like, oh, my God, like, magic powers. Like, yeah. you're a witch. Oh we just, goodness. like, get right into it. We, like, get into the meat of it. I thought it was, like, so satisfying. Yeah. And I think yeah. that there's also just a lot of themes of regular adolescence of like wanting to fit in, wanting to make your life better, mm-hmm. wanting to feel more beautiful or more popular. And yeah. that like adherence to real grounded things made me mm-hmm. feel like the movie was just incredibly realistic. Like I could see a group yeah. of girls from my high school who want to fit in being like, we're going to do this thing, even though it's crazy, totally. which may not end up like in them actually having powers, but the way that they played it out in the movie made it feel Mm -hmm. really realistic. Yeah, I really liked it. I'm glad that I finally watched it. Me too. There's a lot of strong female leads in the movie. Yeah. The aesthetics were incredible. Powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I want Nancy's haircut. Not the shaggy one, the slicked back one when she goes on the road trip. That was really nice. I think you you could pull it off for sure. I know. I, like, grew my hair out, and I miss having Mm -hmm. short hair sometimes. I used to have short hair, like, pretty much always. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe the craft has opened a new door for me. You're going to cut your hair? Yeah, I'm going to cut my hair. I'm going to start casting spells. (laughs) We're going to do candle magic. You should, like, sign up to do... I don't know if you've ever seen this. I, I follow, like, a couple of witches. Mm. They're, like, modern witches that are, like, you can sign up for seminars and stuff. Oh, okay. To do... I feel like 
modern witchcraft has more to do with like harnessing elements of nature mm-hmm. and manifesting yeah like setting intentions and manifesting yeah Yeah. but i was gonna say we should sign up to do one and like try it out and see what happens yeah i think there's two people that i follow on tiktok that do witchcraft and they Mm -hmm. talk a lot about like how to manifest like stuff like that yeah it's very interesting it is i think the power of the mind is very strong and we don't i agree tap into it as much as we could however Mm -hmm. you'd like to interpret that you may. Yeah. Oh, I guess we should probably talk about the fact that there's a new craft movie coming out. There is? Oh, yeah. with the kids. Yeah, the craft craft legacy, I think it's called. It looks really bad, though. I watched the trailer, and it looks like a Disney Channel movie. It doesn't have the same, like, essence that this one does. It's supposed to come out at the end of the month. That's surprising. Yeah. It does not look great, I will say. Yeah. I really don't know who these actresses are. Do you recognize any I of them? Only, I only know Michelle Monaghan. I don't know anybody else. What was she in? She's been Oh, oh she's stuff. like older. Yeah, okay. I see that yeah. now. I don't know any of the kids that are in it, but yeah, yeah, I watched the trailer. It looks bad. It doesn't feel like the same tone. It seems too glamorous. Yeah. It looks like, like, look at this levitating picture. Yeah, no. She's wearing like a pair of Forever 21 heels. Yeah, the wardrobe... It's, like, very colorful. And I'm like, no. Look at her bath. This is not realistic. Yeah, they make they make her, like, an initiation bath with, like, glitter and flowers. Yeah. Which I guess is realistic for, like, 2020, but it's not really the true tone of the story. Like, exactly. I would have preferred more of, like, an A24 mm-hmm. eighth grade vibe. Like, yeah. do you remember the movie Eighth Grade? Maybe not that young, oh, but just, like... Movie. Yeah. How it's, like, very real and the mm-hmm. the house looks real. She looks like she's wearing yeah. real clothes and everything like that. Totally. But we're not here for that. We're here for the original. 1996's cult classic. Yes. Uh, shall we rate it up? Shall we give it some, some pumpkins? pumpkins? Exactly. I think I'm going to go with nine pumpkins. Yeah. Yeah. I'm also feeling... This is our second nine pumpkins in a row. Oh, Coming fuck. off Edward Scissorhands. Did we give that nine pumpkins? I'm pretty sure we did. Oh, I might give this nine and a half then. Or like, yeah. we can do a nine, but I really, mm. really love this movie. I'm happy I watched it. It's like yeah. going to be a new favorite for me. Oh, definitely. It's definitely going to be in my rotation for sure. Mm-hmm. Damn, we're just riding high after the shit show that was September. Oof. Yeah, that one was pretty rough. <laughs> yeah. That was pretty rough to go through. <laughs> it felt like every movie we watched, it was like, I was like telling Phil during that time, I was like, I don't know why I feel like I'm not like enjoying this. <laughs> Because the movies were so bad. Well, we had Uptown Girls was good. It was. Uptown Girls really revived me. And then we hit like a slump with Camp Rock and Bride Wars. And then we started going back up with Sisterhood. Yeah. Or actually, was Uptown Girls August? I don't even remember when that came out. I don't know either. I just remember there was a rut. Oh, and then we had She's the Man. That was good. Yes. So we're on the up and up. I'm watching a ton of Halloween movies, even outside from this. I'm yeah, like, same. If, oh, do I have two hours of free time? Halloween movie it is. Yep. I think I'm going to watch Beetlejuice tonight. Who? <gasps> no, I I've never watch seen it before. So. Okay, you have to text me and tell me how it's going. I will. I will, for sure. That movie gave me nightmares. 
Oh, I can't wait. I watched like two horror movies last night, so I'm here for it. Amazing. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening, guys. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Spooktober. Yes. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe. You know the drill. Yeah. Eat some candy, light a candle, get a pumpkin Mm. spice coffee. And you know what? This month, just enjoy yourself, you know? Yeah. Hang out. Do your Mm. thing. We might not get a Halloween party, but that doesn't mean we don't have to be in the spirit. Exactly. Thank you so much for listening to Movies That Raised Us. We are Mo and Christina, and our theme song is by Garrett Schmidt. Bye.